0: Melbourne sports broadcaster Francis Leach joins the Splash today, talking all things sports, the World Series, and the Sports Writers Festival. And how about Ben Simmons? Hey, it's Tuesday, the twenty fourth of October. Yeah, welcome into the Splash. A real special treat for you today, Francis Leach, phoning in, uh, joining us on the Splash. Uh, And we'll kick that off shortly. But first things first, what about Ben Simmons uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers? Notches up his first career NBA win in some fashion. 21 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists for his first triple-double in a 97-86 win at Detroit. All the details on the foxsports.com.au website if you don't mind. Uh, And what else? Brett Jeeves. He's got uh, some strong thoughts on the omission of Ed Cowan from New South Wales. Sheffield Shield team uh, for this Thursday's game. A full Sheffield Shield uh, Ultimate Guide preview with Joe Barton, who joined the Splash yesterday. We spoke about some cricket, about the Ed Cowan situation, uh, and plenty of other things heading into the, the Ashes this summer. So head to the website for all, all the details on that. Um, and a little something for, for those out there that enjoy AFL and the AFL draft. Drafty curveballs, Yep. Yeah, so when uh, when draftees go and visit clubs and they get interviewed, they get some weird and wonderful questions uh, from. The List Managers, so uh, definitely something to check out. You've never read it before, um, yeah. just a little fun one for you out there, so certainly worth checking out that one on the website as well. But getting stuck in, we have a, a special guest, a big fish on The Splash today. Uh, we welcome in Melbourne broadcaster, sports broadcaster, Francis Leach, Um calling in from Melbourne, uh, and he's going to talk to us about the upcoming Sports Writers Festival and plenty of other bits and pieces as well. First of all, welcome to The Splash, Francis.
1: Hey, Phil. How are you?
0: I'm, I'm very well. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad. bit uh, busy trying to like, do my day job and uh, run a, a festival at the same time, so i uh, <laughs> taking on all comers.
0: It's a bit of a fanboy moment for myself. I've been a, uh, yeah, a fan of your work for a number of years now. Oh, thank you, mate. That's very kind of you. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I must admit, though, what I wasn't aware of um, was your work uh, uh, dreaming up and uh, getting together a sports writers festival, which um, which is happening again over the next couple of weekends, which will be the third um, festival. We had one in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, um, but it's just getting bigger and better. Francis, tell us about where this idea came from um how it all came about and and why
1: yeah well it's interesting like I, I read widely not just sports books and my wife and i one day were sitting down talking about having gone to a couple of writers festivals uh, events more general writers festivals and me just moaning that oh, you know they always treat sports writing like it's the problem child the i don't know where to put it so <laughs> they often don't have any sessions in relation to it yeah, there's so much great sports writing out there that's about more than just scoreboards and trophies. You know, sports writing can, these days is, you know, as much about uh, you know, economics and gender identity and, and when it comes to the environment. All of these issues are encompassed in issues mm. that, are, that are, uh, arise in the world of sport these days. And I thought, well, why don't we have a, a writers' festival of our own and have a look around and I realized it had been this, there had been for a brief time a, an attempt to put one together in London but that sort of seems to have petered out or at least gone into recess and I thought well I'm going to do my own one uh, we started with a small event in 2015 with just uh, two sessions one was Glenn McGrath who'd just written a book who kind of came down and, and did a session for us and uh, and another just on sports journalism and how, how you know the pathways to do that and I thought well at least that worked and we made it a little bigger last year we had uh, David Walsh, the celebrated Irish a sort of recycling journalist, come out who wrote the book Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, David was subject to uh, of the movie as well about that, about Lance Armstrong recently. But, that he was, you know, in the center of all that. He was the person that wrote the book La Confidential and in the original French about Armstrong being a cheat and being sued by Armstrong when he was, a, yeah. and he still is a journalist at the Sunday Times uh, in London. And so he came out to talk about that. And so yeah, we're, we're finding that we're. Uh, there's an audience for it, there's a desire for it. It's just uh, picking your moment and
0: finding the right people to talk to and, and trying to spread the word about the festival. That's great. I, I've done you a disservice, uh, Francis. Um, please tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background um, as a sports journalist, just to give the, the listeners a, a better idea of, uh, of where this idea has come from as well. Well, I didn't start life as a sports journalist. In fact, I started
1: life working at Triple J. I was lucky enough to spend 13 years there doing uh, all sorts of broadcasting, you know, music broadcasting. I hosted the morning show, the current affairs program there for three years. Did a lot of arts broadcasting, but I was always a sports fan. Yeah. And as my time at Triple J came to its natural conclusion in my mid-30s, I thought, what do I want to do next? What's my other passion? Um, well, why don't I try and turn my love of sport into my next career? And so I started doing stuff at the ABC, um, doing a couple of little radio programs, and it just built from there. Well, I've worked at the ABC on and off for a long time. I still uh, appear on the television program Offsiders, the show Sideliners. It had its first season this year, occasionally host uh, ABC Breakfast News did the sport there when Paul Kennedy's off doing other stuff. Uh, and I'm on r- radio at SEN, 11.16 SEN, in, in the afternoons there at the moment in between, you know, calling <coughs> various sports for a living in the, in the past lots of AFL, plenty of A-League and Socceroos games and even Major League Baseball uh, throughout mm. the, the journey. So, you know, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun just trying to avoid getting a real job, Phil.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the... That's the whole point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it still is. And uh, and you you sort of uh, touched on it at the end there, but your uh, your favourite sports are obviously um, being a Melbourne boy. AFL's got to be right up there. What else uh, really gets you uh, you know your blood going? Oh
1: no, football! The world game is my sport. That's the, that's my passport to the world. That's the game that um, you know if I have to choose one, that's my game. Um, AFL, I grew up. Yes, I've grown up with, and I do love it. But it's, I've maybe got a complex relationship with the game because of my constant battles with the AFL. Being a journalist, it doesn't make life easy uh, if you want to ask any hard questions. But yeah, the world game is mine. I've been lucky enough to go to the last. How many world cups? The last three world cups, um, and see the game played all over the world uh, and uh, report on it and and be involved in. Journalism in places like South Africa and uh, in in Brazil, and, and mm. meet the most incredible people and, and have the most incredible experiences. So that's that's the game for me. That's that that's the game of my heart and soul.
0: Yeah. Wow. Way nice. Um. And I I want to I want you to explain uh in a little bit more detail about the the sports writers festival as well. You know exactly what it is. But I you mentioned there as well uh, baseball. Um. I thought I'd bring it up now. The World Series. It's it it kicked off. Literally today, as we're recording, game one between uh, the Astros and the Dodgers is on. Uh, what's your tip for the World Series? And um, give, it, give, give some insight to the, to the listeners about uh, how this might play out.
1: Yeah, it's uh, obviously a matchup of two teams who are long-suffering in a sense that haven't won a pennant. I think have, for, the, for the Dodgers, you have to go back to the early 60s uh, since they made the move to Los Angeles. Uh, from Brooklyn all the way back then, and for the Astros, it's it's just as long. Uh, the Dodgers have been threatening for the last few years to put together a lineup that could be consistent and push the way through to. Uh, to the final playoff in in baseball's biggest contest, and this year they've done it. Um, Clayton Kershaw is their pitcher on the mound today. Uh, he's a superstar. I was lucky enough mm-hmm. that when they came to Sydney, they came a couple of years ago to play against the Diamondbacks in the opening series of uh, of that season. It was a historic occasion. I don't know if you remember, but they had Major League Baseball at the SCG, and I got the opportunity oh. to call that Call those games And that was one of the Absolute career highlights So uh, This will be fantastic It'll be a really good series The Astros um, Will be in Los Angeles For the opening game Of the series And uh, You know What I love about um, About the contest In this is that You know They're two teams From different leagues With different rules So the different Home ground rules Mm. For the National League team And for the American League teams and uh, you never know quite what you're going to get over seven games, but it's always drama-filled and it takes, you know, over seven games you will find out which is the better of the two teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's what makes uh, Major League Baseball and the World Series such a mythical event.
0: There really is nothing like playoff baseball, is there? Just the, you know, the the storylines and the drama that can come of it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's very unique in the sporting landscape.
1: It is, and um, I mean, they come such a long way. So, if you, I don't know if you see any of the games so far. Um... In the playoffs, most of the teams are wearing the brand. I guess the pitch, you no know, pun intended, from the MLB this year is take seventeen. So, you know, you've got two five-game divisional uh, the divisional series of over for best of five, and then the best of seven in the World Series to win it. So, mm. and that's on top of 164 regular home season <laughs> games as well. Yeah. And these two teams, you know, in anyone's language, deserve to be there. It's the first time since 1970 the two teams who've won over 100 uh, regular season games will meet in the World Series. So they're been far and away the most potent teams in either of their leagues. And, uh, you know, one of them will will walk away with with, uh, one of the great stories to tell that they they beat the very best in the World
0: Series. Mm, Yeah, only this year my uh, respect for and and my love of of baseball uh, rose because uh, Ben Iken, the the rugby league host of NRL 360 in the Fox Sports building, recommended to me Big Data Baseball, which is a real – Uh, nerd read for for sports fans out there and um, gave me this amazing statistical approach to the game behind the scenes. I don't know if you've sort of read anything like that or or Moneyball, um, but it it, it really gives you an appreciation of the, the sport
1: yeah, you can really go down a wormhole of information. There's, there's no, yeah. nothing quite like baseball when it comes to stats and breaking down players' performance and, and analysing. So if you're a numbers guy or girl, it's the game for you without a
0: doubt. Certainly. All right, let's get back on uh, on, on track, Francis. Uh, so tell, as I was sort of alluding to before, um, I'd love you to e- explain um, just sort of um, in layman's terms, and but in more detail, what... What actually is the Sports Writers' Fest? What we can expect, and why uh, you know the listeners of the Splash um, should uh, should do their best to go and check it out in in some form. Well,
1: we're in Melbourne and Sydney, so we're in Melbourne this weekend and Sydney the following weekend. Uh, I guess if you're, it depends what sport you're into, but the general overview is that it's a celebration of sport through the written word. So if you love reading about sport and talking about it, because you know part of our festival is a question and answer session. At the end of each session uh, To talk to the authors and the writers and the people that are there Then this is the event for you Um, Mm. So, yeah, we've got people like Andrew Mangan coming out Andrew is uh, one of the uh, most celebrated football bloggers and podcasters in the world I remember starting to read Andrew's uh, blog His daily blog back about 10 or so years ago uh, When he was writing about Arsenal every day And he still does it, um, you know And then he started a podcast well before podcasting became a thing I mean, his podcast Mm. has been going for about 8 or 9 years uh, you know, irreverent, funny, fully informed, but a real fan's view of of, of the team, very honest view of the
0: team. Um, and he's turned that into an international audience of literally tens of thousands, hundreds yeah. of
1: thousands. So Andrew's coming out to talk about that.
0: And he was on the Fox Football podcast uh, last week, shout out uh, as well. So I'd recommend going and checking out that episode and uh, and finding out more about his world um, before the this before you go and check out the Sports Writers Fest. So for jumping in there, Francis, please continue.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you don't have to just be an Arsenal fan to hear Andrew. He's got a great vi- you know, view on, on the changing nature of the English Premier League and football in general. Mm. But also, if you're keen on podcasting and blogging, I mean, you've got to come and hear this guy because mm. uh, you know he's managed to do what lots of people like to do, which is turn his his passion for his football team into his career by basically sitting down at his computer, um, Writing and talking about it every day I yeah, mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's How he does it, You know, that's what we'll Discover, how he finds a way in every day to it And how he how he makes it entertaining and, and informed, so Andrew's one of our Stars, um, we've also Got um, people like Susan Alberti in Melbourne, she's an extraordinary woman too Now Susan is a former vice president of the Western Bulldogs, but more importantly Her new book, The Footy Lady, talks about Her uh, journey to Helping to build the AFLW She's one of the pioneers mm. behind the AFL W and uh And setting up the Women's League and 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 Remarkable, she's one of the great Australians, she's heavily involved in medical Research, she's uh, lived through many uh, A trial and tribulation uh, To get to this point in her life And she'll be a fantastic uh, chat With Karen Lyon, the journalist in Melbourne Uh, We've got people, we've got a Great session in Sydney called Enduring Ashes Which is an interesting discussion With uh, some very Highly regarded uh, cricket journalists uh, Peter Lawler from The Australian, Malcolm Knox from Fairfax and also Kate McGregor from Fairfax On hmm. why the Ashes continues to appeal to people And if anything it's gotten bigger While Test cricket itself yeah. Has kind of struggled So why do we need the Ashes Why do we love it so much And, and what does it mean for Test cricket in general That we've almost uh, you know, retreated to the Ashes as, our, as, as the place we want to be And everything else seems to have uh, fallen away as something of a forgotten game. So that'll be an interesting one as well. So, so there's that approach to it. Uh, but what I also like to do is try to, you know, raise the bar a little bit. So there are two orations, and, you know, other writers' festivals have them, so why can't sport have them? And it's a, more of a lecture that's given by people to talk, you know, about the bigger issues. So in Sydney, Peter Fitzsimons, the writer and journalist, who's going to talk uh, about about you know how sport can be and should be for the greater good, how sport has a responsibility yep. to be more than just about scoreboards. And in Melbourne, Wally Ali from the project is going to be talking about uh, what our... This obsession with sport as australians <laughs> means about who we are what does it say about us good and otherwise about yeah, our national yeah. character and uh, and who we are and he's going to have a very personal reflection on that as a as a mad Richmond man who's just seen you know his dream come true in the last few weeks so but if people want to check out field, they can go to sportswritersfestival.com.au and check out all the sessions and read a little bit
0: more about them yeah there and in sport too there've never been more you know links to politics and culture and and everything like that and you know, it's probably about time that sports writers um, start to be respected for their opinions on, on issues wider than sport. And, uh, and, and while you were just mentioning that, it uh, reminded me of, uh, of a piece that you did on Adam Goods a few years ago, which, yeah. uh, which I thought was, was beautiful. And, um, you know, don't you agree that there is a place for sports writers to, to voice their views on, on bigger issues?
1: Oh, absolutely, I do, and you know whether and a part of what you know we can talk about at the festival is why has sport become the place where these discussions are held? Why, yeah. why did it take Adam Goods to be booed at the, you know relentlessly around the country before we had a you know a difficult conversation about racism in Australia, mm. and why um, American football is the ones having to take a knee at a game to you know to drive home the point about the sort of systemic inequality when it comes to race and opportunity in america increasingly it's sports people you know they had a mouncy issue just recently you know you know made us talk about the issue of indeterminate gender that you know Mm. it's no longer a binary choice and and you know it's these are difficult conversations but increasingly sport has become what i like to call the town square where we, we have these discussions about what what isn't isn't uh, what we value—it's—you it's, know—there are very few things in in this day and age that we will discuss as a as a community. Maybe because we're so fragmented with technology and uh, and our the way that we live our lives these days. But sports se- seems to be the place around which we gather where these discussions become real. You know, we yeah. have to talk about the way maybe sports people behave or the way that sports. Uh, interact with a community and what that says about what we value. And that's why I think the Sports Writer's Festival, you know, is important in that regard.
0: And people of all backgrounds love sport in some way or another. So it brings people from all corners of of the country and around the world together.
1: Absolutely. That's one of the great things I love about it. And I've been lucky enough, you know, as I said, to travel... um, around the world and see it with my own eyes you know and you know, it's such a powerful force in bringing people together you know there are obviously serious challenges as well we, and it's not always you know the sport doesn't always do itself um, justice the way that That administrators and players and participants sometimes behave, and fans. Mm. But for the most part, I think it's a force for good and a force for learning, and and that's what I love about it, and that's what I'm hoping that the festival opens up a channel for those things to be discussed, and have some fun. I mean, we've got one of the debates Mm -hmm. we've got in the Melbourne event is called, Is There Such a Thing as Too Much Footy? And I think it's more a discussion around you know how you know it's a fun. It's meant to be, a, you know, a bit of a comedy debate around how Melbourne's obsession, in particular, with football, you know, there can be a point where it just becomes too
0: much. And I think plenty of plenty of our partners would have plenty to say on that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is there such a thing as too much footy so we try to have some fun with it as well it's not not all serious it is about having a laugh at ourselves
0: too yeah authors journos comedians uh, all playing a part in the sports writers fest now Francis unfortunately I, based in Sydney, I can't make it down to Melbourne for, for that aspect of the festival. Um, are there ways that um, people from all around the country can uh, uh, can stay tuned um, while the festival is on in Melbourne this weekend and then Sydney the following weekend?
1: We are going to post a lot of stuff online as soon as we're done. So, you know, it, it'll be up there. If you want to go up and check in, you can check out... Uh, the material that's up on the website as we speak from last year And if you speaking of the Adam Goods thing There's a great oration that Martin Flanagan, the uh, Melbourne journalist, gave uh, uh, On the Adam Goods experience a year on from, from the Boeing yeah, right. uh, incident So that's still up on the website So all of that stuff will be posted as a resource as much as anything else We'd love people to be able to go and have a look at it Yeah and, uh, and check it out. So, but if you are in Melbourne or Sydney, as I said, just go to the website sportswritersfestival. Check out uh, the sessions and and maybe try and come along and uh, you know, be part of the community. Be part of the conversation.
0: That's awesome, Francis. Any 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 final uh, uh, thoughts uh, to add before we uh, before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, just quickly, I really would love rugby league fans in Sydney to uh, have a look at Steve Mascord's session, in particular mm. his book Touchstones. Um, I've read a lot of sports books. Uh, this is one of my favourite books in a long time about Steve's. You might be familiar with his work as a mm. as a journalist and a rock and roll fan, but his book is seriously one of the finest sports books and one of the more unique sports books I've read in uh, in recent years, and it deserves a lot of attention. It's, uh, it's quite the read, so I suggest you go and have a look at
0: it. Okay, excellent. Uh, yeah, I've only read a, a little excerpt of that, uh, not not the not from cover to cover. So I'm definitely going to check that out uh, if you if you so say so. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Awesome, and uh, thank you very much for joining us today on the Splash Francis. It's
1: been a privilege.
0: Yeah, I've got no doubt about it. It will be uh, fascinating. Every part of the Sports Writers' Fest. If you can get to one of the. Um, one of the talks uh, with one of the big names um, and and all the big names are on the website. So go and uh, check that out. If you're based in Sydney or Melbourne or feel like flying up or down, um, definitely worth it. Uh, The Sports Writers Festival over the next two weekends. Uh, Yeah, and um, thank you very much to Francis Leach for joining us on The Splash today uh, and giving us some great insight uh, into what we can expect and also just about sport in general. Um, Yeah, so uh, great stuff there. And until next time on The Splash, that's a wrap.